You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Okay, everybody. Sorry for the uh, random schedule of release on these podcasts. It's been extremely hard to organize all the moving parts of life and get everything working together. So it's really good news in in, a, in the broad sense, the way I look at it, though, because after reviewing Emory's finances and redoing some stuff with Bad Christian and all this other stuff, it looks like these intellectual properties and these artistic things we do are really working. They're growing. The numbers project well. And the hard part is just to figure out what to spend time and effort on. And one of the methods I like to use is just to do what's most emergency, what's most important, where the biggest fires are, and then the stuff that doesn't get done, doesn't get done. And so this podcast and break it down and that kind of stuff that comes from that space is not a huge financial driver. It doesn't have huge audiences, so it's easier to let it slide. Although that is the place from which really good things get built. So we're going to try and figure out how to do this more. But when the labeled podcast and Bad Christian and Emory releases and Emory producing its music for Emory Land, those things are always taking priority in a big way. And so it pushes these other things a little bit out. But this one is really fun and really worth working on, and we really enjoy it. And if you're still listening to this intro and this episode of this podcast, and I think you probably enjoy it too. So telling the stories and getting through this and developing this format is something I do care a lot about and I think is worthwhile. So the main focus on Emeryland is the music, and that seems to be that seems to be really working. We've had very low turnover, so that tells me this experiment has been very successful, despite the fact that we haven't been making this podcast and we're not doing as many Twitch streams, and the Discord is not getting used as much as I would have thought, but it does seem stable and everybody seems relatively content. But I'd like to work more on this podcast, the Discord, and there's a Facebook group that I think might actually help with that too. So what I'd like to do is try to get everybody to join the Emeryland Facebook group and get acquainted there. And I kind of find that these things spill over one into the other from the Discord to the Facebook. Like, oh, I know who that is. And now they're over on Discord. We just hang out in different places. And when it's appropriate and we have time, we'll be on Twitch, of course. And connecting those worlds, they're like people you see in town in the town of Emeryland, of course, like at the pub or down the street or whatever. And so sometimes these places are more or less crowded, but they're all worth working on the environment of because the whole thing is a big digital environment. It seems to be working. So we'll roll forward, but go to Facebook, everybody. I think that's an important hub for communication and getting to know each other a little bit more and getting feedback. So go to Facebook, search Emeryland, find the Emeryland group, join it, We'll hang out there, and we'll continue to grow all these supporting things while we continue to work on the music. We've got some great stuff coming music-wise. So thank you guys for making Emeryland a success so far. We've been able to redo our budget and get everybody on salary and have this routine thing going where we're definitely going to increase the amount. We're way ahead of schedule on the album uh, that we thought, and we're doing Christmas songs now. We'll have more new songs soon. And it looks like we're going to be able to increase the rate that we were putting out music from an album a year to that plus more bonus tracks and uh, a lot of fun stuff we've got planned. So this thing's being very successful. Thank you guys for supporting it. If you're not, you got to join Emeryland. You can listen to this podcast if you're not. But Emeryland's the place where you get all our new music. We've got seven songs from the new album. They're already there, and everybody that's in Emeryland has them. And so you can join that by paying, I don't know, as little as $3 a month for a subscription, or you can spend about $45 
on Emory merch, pre-order vinyl, special vinyl, or get a couple of hoodies or whatever. If you're spending about $40, $45 with us, any type of commerce, or giving us a few bucks a month, then you're in. You'll, you'll have all the Emory music and be involved and the community of whatever community we can develop there. You'll have that all year, year-round. It's like living crowdfunding, and it's, and it's totally working. So thank you guys for this. Here is... Uh, what we can remember of when we left from Seattle to, on September 11th, 2001, when we left from South Carolina to Seattle to move, to start this band, to figure out what our future would be. Little did we know, it's this. Anyway, stoked to be here. Okay, mm are you guys ready to start? Yeah, yeah I believe I am. Do you remember oh, oh. where we left off last time? Heavens no. Um, Come on, we had left off a good cliffhanger. Oh, right, Matt gave us a cliffhanger. Yep. You you got your first sector oh. and you <laughs> played the G chord. Wasn't it where okay, we had set the date and then Toby pushed it back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then So it's set now what? we're yeah, we set it up so it's my morning of September eleventh. You know, it's yes. a time to leave. You know, right. we have determined yeah. the time to leave. It's for, you know, we haven't started that morning yet, but we've we've set yeah. the date. And we're going to leave on September 11th in the year 2001 to start and remove to Seattle. We got a big gang of people, Matt, Toby, Devin, not Joey. Joel Green is now in the equation. Kevin Baldwin is riding with us, a friend who's on hard luck. And then Seth Studley's making the trip with us just for the cross-country trip. Just for fun. Just the trip. Yeah. Yeah. On a side note, I don't remember if I said told this story or not. So if I did, we can edit it or whatever. Um, with y'all... Uh, the girl that I was dating, the reason why we stayed, she was actually, remember, she lived in Greenville. No, let's see. She was just, she, she was from Greenville. So she was up. And, and so we decided to leave that Tuesday. And so I hung out with her, obviously, uh, Monday night. And, uh, and that's when I left her at her apartment over there. It was right across from Haywood Mall. And uh, as I left, I was in my, you remember my green uh, Mercury Sable? Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. And I was... And I, I walked, I said, okay, I'll say, I'll talk to you soon. And I walked oh, out to my car, turned on, uh, uh, further things forever. And I promise by the time I got to the exit of her apartment complex, I was sobbing and I just let the tears <laughs> run down my face. I had both my hands on the steering wheel and I just <laughs> let that, and it, that, that song, what is the, I don't remember the name of the song, but the, the big lines is less of you is more than I can take, you know, like that. <laughs> and I was screaming that with both hands on the wheel, just crying. And then I, I drove to, I guess I drove to my dad's house, spent the night. And then the next day is when we were leaving. It. it was a, I, I, I just remember it being for me, it was pretty emotional because my mom is was really really emotional. Yeah. Like she's just a super emotional person. Mm -hmm. And I remember it's one of those things where you, like inside, you're really excited to do something, but you know if you show your excitement in a certain, you know what I mean. Like with my mom, yeah. there it's a little weird. I wanted her to feel like I was sad, you know, for leaving. So <clears throat> I just remember getting there and we kind of getting ready to go, and then. She's just like crying her eyes out and we're just trying to get ready to go. But I was so excited to go uh, farther than I'd ever been. Like the, uh, up until that point, oh, the, the farthest I'd ever been was Florida with you guys. You know what I mean? Like that, that's it. Like yeah, I never, I mean, West at all. never been in a plane or anything. So I just <laughs> thought, oh, I'm going to, like, I, 
literally, I was so clueless. I just thought, what is it going to look like? It's going to be so different. And, all this. and it was, interestingly enough. I mean, it, it Seattle, surprisingly, is, was way different than Greer, South Carolina, <laughs> and, and Rock Hill, South Carolina, and Charlotte. I mean, it was it was more and yep. better and, and a little intimidating and all that stuff. But, I mean, I, all that stuff I didn't know, but I just thought, I'm going to see some sights. It was, you know, I will get into that later, but... I just thought, you know, we'll see some landmarks and some cities and we might, you know, we'd map out our way. I'm going to go through Chicago and all that stuff. You know, it, it seemed really exciting. Yeah, okay. You're fun. It's, Hold sorry. on. Guests. Can you yeah. hear us, guests? Are you talking to me? Yes, I am. Toby and Devin, <laughs> can you identify that voice? <laughs> Joel Green. <laughs> Joel Green. <laughs> yes. What's going on, What's buddy? Going? Joel? Hey, Joel. How are y'all? <laughs> Good man. Good man. Real good. What's That's going? great, man. Hang on, I'm getting some distortion on my right headphone here. Let me switch it out. Can you guys still hear me? Okay. Yep. 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 Sounds good. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. I guess I need some new earbuds, man. These things are crapping out. Well, good enough for now. If you can hear us, you're good. You can hear us fine. Okay, right? Yeah. Sweet. Okay, so I didn't catch you up totally. But we're doing some podcasting now where we're trying to recount and tell the old stories before our brains fall apart. Sound good to you? <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me, man. How's I feel your like brain, we have so much way? knowledge to, to impart, uh, to impart <laughs> before our brains melt, you know? How, <laughs> how is your brain doing? Is it still remember stuff or you forget everything already from back then? I have no idea. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. <laughs> so you got a 50 50 chance your brain might be great you just don't know because you can't exactly remember. i mean i don't think that's for me to decide i think that's for every single person that you know has an interaction with me to decide you know as as, as a collective well we're going to put um, you to the test now okay hey what before is this are we live now or we are live recording for that's, later you know, oh, we're okay. live Good. I'm glad I didn't turn the video on the end because I look like shite. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll keep. The, I don't have video on for you anyway, but that's okay. But yeah, all right. Sweet. So you're hearing the voice of Joel Green. Joel was the bass player in those days, but Joel didn't start even as the bass player. Joel, can you give us your recollection of how you got tangled up with the the whole thing in the first place? Oh, that's a good story. Yeah, we told it, but I think we told it wrong. So it's probably going to clarify yeah. details we said last couple weeks. So. Well, you know, I mean, I knew you guys. I mean, we were roommates in college, and uh, I feel weird because I feel like we've told the story a gajillion times, but I guess that's what you got to do. But anyway, um, I was planning on moving to Seattle anyway, and then but Joey— before, before the, I mean, how did—you were planning on moving to Seattle. How was that? How did that come about in your recollection in the first place? We were going anyway, and you just were going to also go, or what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe that was it. I mean, you guys were like— my only friends in the world, and uh, <laughs> we're so, moving to Seattle. So, <laughs> I mean, just imagine all your friends are moving across the country, and it's like, well, you either go with them or you, you know, take the risk of making new uh, new friends. <laughs> and uh, nobody wants to do that. So. Now, did, that's what I was trying to remember. Though. Did we did, did we decide this, or you decide this before college ended, or was it when we had all moved back to Greer, and you're like, you know what, they're going, I'm going to go because I. I remember you were in Greer because we all just went back to Greer and we started working and doing all that stuff. And I just, I don't totally remember the exact details of. That's the thing. I don't remember that either. Cause I want to say that like after we graduated, some of us stayed in Rock Hill for a while. Cause here's the thing. Like, okay. Remember we all worked on right. Shallow Hal? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was after we graduated, right? Yeah. 
So yeah. it was the summer was after we ended? graduated. So we would have had to. It was been. after we graduated. I don't know that it was. It was at the end, and then Wasn't it? yeah, we stayed Maybe. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess you're right. So you were planning to move to Seattle, but not to be in Emory. Well, I, I mean, I guess not at that point because you guys didn't need me. Right. Yeah, we had to Joey. be in Emory. Yeah. And then when he because Joey was. Do you remember how you found? I mean, how did it go down where we asked you to play? How, do you remember that? I don't think y'all asked me. I think I volunteered myself because <laughs> I remember we were at Wild Wings in Greenville and uh, like Joey had written some kind of letter, you know, mm-hmm. like Dear John letter, like I'm out, guys. And uh, all of y'all were freaking out, you know. And uh, somebody was like, hey, well, let's go to Wild Wings tonight and try to figure this thing out. So we were sitting there and y'all were, you know, worried and stuff. And I was like, why don't I just play bass for a little while? You know, just casually yeah. said it. And then y'all kind of looked up and was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was pretty easy. Yeah. Probably and then I remember right. within, a, within a few days, like, I think you went with me, man. We went to, uh, Vandenberg music mm-hmm. and, uh, traded what, le- what I had left of a PA in for that, uh, that Schechter bass. Oh, that's right. We that did Robert Leo. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Man. And uh, I wish I still had it thing. But uh, yeah, I traded in for that. And I don't know where we got a bass amp. I don't remember that at all. Like, I don't remember what my first bass amp was. No, but, I don't recall either. Um, we got something and, you know, put it in the trailer. And that was that. Okay. Well, then we're caught up. We told the rest of the story. And now we are at September 11th, 2001. What time is it? Seven ish. 6 a.m. 6 ish. Yeah. It where, was early. Where, where are it was early. we? Matt's, Your house. Matt's house. Your parents' yeah. house. Man, I Your just slept so driveway. poorly the night before, as you might call Oh, yeah. Golly, <laughs> yeah. what a night. I to, think we probably ooh. all did. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you realize we were about to drive across the country, right? Like no, the next done. day. Yeah, you know what? I think anywhere. I must have stayed at your house that night, Matt. Mm-hmm. I must have stayed. And then, because, and then Joel, because, uh, Joel's parents came. Devin's parents came. Your parents were there. My parents did not come. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Your parents are the only ones that weren't there. They did there, not right? show. Yeah. They did no, not no they didn't call. They didn't, there was no <laughs> nice letters or anything with that. Uh, <laughs> no going away from it. Just, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, and, uh, But Kevin's family, I don't think they showed up. I, I mean, you, you know, he, but that that was it, right? Like it, was, yep. it was us four and Kevin. And, so, and that was it. And Seth, Seth went, Seth Seth went Seth. just to go. Yep. Yeah. 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 But yeah. He wasn't moving out there. Yeah. With it wasn't us a permanent move for him. Like the rest. Yeah. He was yeah. just going to stay out there for, uh, I don't know, a couple of months or something, right? Yep. So it's still, something like that. It's still a normal America. It's 6 30 in the morning on the East Coast, and it's still it's just a normal, normal day, except for we yep. got a lot going on. <clears throat> That's a big yeah. day for yeah. us at that right. It might have been the, the, the biggest pivotal point in right. all of our lives right so you could say at that point yes. and it would have been obviously true the biggest day biggest moment of my life i have scheduled it in fact and planned it so that the day the most important day to me it'll be september 11th 2001 will be that day <laughs> yeah <laughs> right schedule the time about six fifteen. You know, that yeah. was most to overshadow this right. awesome yeah. day. And I'm looking forward <laughs> to kind of basking in the, in the, in the day. Yeah. <laughs> we probably even said, this will be a day we'll always remember. Now, this you. is a day we're all going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> we probably put our today, guys. <laughs> we probably put our hands in a circle, you know, and did like the the yeah. whoa Bundy thing, you know, like uh, yeah. September. And it's funny too because I mean, you know, that was a huge day for us, but then it, it you know it ended up being a huge day for a lot of other people too. Okay, well, let's get to that part. So we get there. I'll tell you how we got to what, what we did. We left South Carolina. We took Highway 26 North to I-40 in North Carolina, and you take I-40 for a while, and then we get up. See, anyway, so we get on I-40, and it's about breakfast time. We didn't even have breakfast yet, but we wanted to get out of the state. So we got out of the state, and we found us a Cracker Barrel in mm-hmm. Lenore, mm-hmm. North Carolina, or Asheville, or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but... Something like that, up on I-40, Cracker Barrel. Now, it's like 7.45, probably, or something like that. So, we're celebrating, yeah. sitting down in our breakfast. I mean, good gosh, what's more exciting than that? You just left your state, you're sitting down with your buddies, you're at Cracker Barrel, and the yeah. whole entire future of your life lies just ahead of you. So, it, it had to be later, though. We must have driven, I think we drove on in North been a little Carolina, because mm-hmm. I, I think, the towers didn't get hit till about 9 a.m. Yeah, it might have been. That's what I'm thinking. By the time we got yeah, up yeah. and out. Yeah, it was yeah, like 9, 9, 30, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's stop and get a big breakfast. Don't know a thing that's happening. Like, the rest mm-hmm. of the world is just in chaos. And it, when I think back, uh, it almost like just seems we were like. we getting seated. It was, it's already yeah. everybody in the, everybody else yeah. is already freaking out while we were being seated. We didn't have a cell phone and there's no TV. But I just even think about phone. us in the car and then what the news immediately yeah. heard and everybody in and the world is going crazy. And it's almost like we're just quietly just traveling down the road. Yeah. Not, not even, <laughs> yeah. even aware. Well, the crazy thing about it is like, you know, imagine if we'd have had smartphones back then. Um. Because I don't remember how long it was between the time that we left that I actually talked to my parents. Oh, like, right. We probably would have oh, yeah. just turned around and came back home, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, if you think yeah, about it, like, I, your your parents find out that, you know, this huge, incredible thing's happening. And they're blowing up your phone like, hey, you need to come back, you know? Yeah. And we may have. We I don't call know. Our, our parents. I know it had, had couldn't have been too long after that. Well, I'm sure we called them for uh, the payphone. Yeah, I'm so. sure. Well, I think, too, even though we found out day. at the... And when we found out at the Cracker Barrel that this was happening, I don't think we understood the magnitude of it. And we just yeah. thought, oh, this, well, how yeah, did we find something. Out? Tell them. I, I've told this story a hundred billion times. <laughs> but my recollection is we walk, we get out, you know, we were like, we're big ballers now. We're getting our, uh, we go to Cracker Barrel, <laughs> the most normal <laughs> thing we could ever do. We didn't try. Our first restaurant is not at all adventurous. It's just stick with what you know. Uh, we get out, we go in and we had this waitress that just seems real country. Um, and I think she might've brought out our drinks or as she sat, as she sat, as we sat down, she's like, have y'all heard what happened? And we're like, no, no, I didn't. I, I just didn't. I, I, this whole life change. I wasn't even thinking Harley. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering her say this stuff now, but like in the moment I didn't even pay attention Harley, Cause I'm like, what it, who is this woman? What's she talking about? And she said, uh, the way I remember it is, she said, tourists have attacked New York. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that's the exact word going, she used. And with a bigger accent than you have at the moment. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what in the world? Tourists? What? And I think Matt might have been the first one who was like, do you mean terrorists? And it's really <laughs> crazy because I didn't. I wasn't really familiar with the word terrorist even. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, that wasn't a like a, a it was nowhere near what the word how popular the word is now. I mean, I I know what a terrorist is, but that wasn't a word that was really used much even. Well, I hang mean, on, hang on. Well, I don't I don't think it was like that quick. I think 
she said tourists and then like went away. Yeah. yeah like, we were all confused. About? Yeah. Like, and then she came back and, and she said it, it was uh, organized by the son of bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then Seth is probably the only one of us that was watching the news, yeah. you know, at any point he was like, I think she means Osama bin Laden. And I was clueless. I was like, who is that? Yeah. Like, who is that? And as soon as she said that and Seth said that, then he said, she must mean terrorists. And then I was like, uh-huh. oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah that's sense. right. Once we heard his name, it's like, well, that what is that? The only thing we would have maybe known at that time about terrorists, I, I think I remember the name Osama bin Laden had come up in the news, whatever, maybe previously a little bit. And it was Saddam Hussein in the 90s. Yeah, Saddam Hussein. And so that whole yeah. uh, war, the desert storm and all that stuff, and it kind of went into Osama bin Laden. So I think we at least heard a little bit, but the word terrorist wasn't really a a common use at that point. Yeah. So again, she didn't even really know the word. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't clear to us we that it barely, was a big deal or, you know, like, no. and it, it was still for plane one and everything. So it was like, is it an accident? Like, like a plane hit the thing. Is that like just a, a small plane? Maybe it was a Cessna. No, what happened? It was like, like right. you don't have the information. Yeah. You can't look it up. You it's don't have an phone. iPhone. Yeah. It was like, I mean, imagine it, if that happened right now, imagine the, the pictures and everything yeah. that we would have seen in yeah. that moment. Yeah. I mean, immediately I mean, it sitting down. I mean, it, and that was yeah. one of the biggest events that actually did have some crazy footage that did get shared because there was YouTube and stuff. There was right, the internet, right, I mean, yeah. it did get right. shared more and for the it first probably time. Probably would have been like, near like an Amber Alert or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I, for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Then we're sitting there with that, and we don't really understand the magnitude of it. I don't. Uh, what happens next? We sit there through the whole plane one and two, and I mean, we still didn't get to a TV or see anything. And the, the craziest uh, thing that I recall about it retrospectively is we finished our meal and said, okay, all right. Keep on trucking. You know, that's that was weird. Okay. Back to, right. back to normal life of drive, driving in the car. I mean, it was radio, but there wasn't any, they would talk on the radio about it some, so we started to get the details in the car, but we weren't even all together yeah. in the car, so we would just flip yeah. the radio and you'd kind of hear it. And I remember when we got to Indiana, um, we stopped at, we stayed at, at like, like I remember just getting fuel and walking in the gas station to pay because you had to pay and we paid cash and you go in the gas station and the guy has a little TV with the rabbit ears on it. In the gas station, you can see what's going on. Like for five minutes while you're getting gas, like, whoa, you know? And, yeah. And then for the next seven days, just didn't, missed it. I, I could have swore we went to like a Walmart or a Target at some yep. point, right? Yeah, I think we went and to that's Walmart. Where all, I think that's where it was all, all, yep. all the, you know, like, electronics yeah. section was they were showing all that stuff yeah, it's like a movie yeah, like i can't we just remember. had to go to walmart and see all the t- 30 tvs with it on just to see what was going on but we, how long we stay five minutes i mean 20 minutes right. and then we gotta go i don't think that uh i don't remember seeing it until like three days after it happened i think we were devin's right we were at some kind of grocery store or something and they had a big tv up because i remember thinking like you know not not that'd be good to see and i like, guess a good thing but i you know i would like to see the footage and it mm-hmm. i remember it taking like a day or two or maybe three before we actually saw anything mm-hmm. on TV. But we were sufficiently scared because we were on our way to Chicago. And at that yeah. point, it was like, okay, well, they bombed New York. Don't go to big We cities, can't go yeah. to Chicago tomorrow because there probably right. is next. That's what it seemed. <laughs> yeah. and, and probably shouldn't go to Seattle at all because I'm going to get all these cities. It's like that. That's kind of what, you know, I'm sure we called back on pay phones and started thinking about things like, can we even drive to Chicago? Is that even safe? You know? All right. Uh, do, you, do y'all recall thinking maybe we should not keep going. I don't recall actually. I thought I I thought we had a conversation, like a real conversation, like, "Hey, listen, this is crazy." Yeah. Because at the time, 
people were saying, it, you know, it's like what, whatever the highest threat level is, and there's going to be another attack. This wasn't, and then, you know, because they'd already realized that the one had been uh, foiled. It went down in Pennsylvania instead of, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. And then one kind of hit the White House or Pentagon. something. And people still, yeah, the Pentagon rather. Yeah. And, uh, and so I remember us maybe just, but I think, I, I still think that we just thought if we turn around, we won't leave again or something. Cause they, they just, I don't see how we would have yeah. it. Would, Cause it was a next, I mean, it was crazy few months there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just was. I mean, yeah. I remember, I think I remember having a conversation with my mom that later that day or maybe the second day or something. And I must've been a pay phone. And I mean, they, my mom, I I think everybody's parents to some degree said, you know, maybe you guys should just come back home and wait it out and see what's going to happen. And I remember saying, I think to my mom, like, well, mom, I mean, it's not like going back home is any safer than us just driving. You know what I mean? I I remember having a conversation with my mom about like, well, if we go home, it's not like we're any safer than we are just going down the road. You know, know, and I think I even told her, well, we're not going to go anywhere that we think is going to be threatened or something like that. But I remember having a conversation about like, what should we do? And then I think we discussed it, you know, or whatever. Interestingly, would you not say this? I don't think it ruined our day. Yeah, probably not. Think about that. I don't think I mean, so. I didn't get it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously at the time I didn't understand it or its magnitude, of course, but it was a f- still a really fun day. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah, the well, truth was- of it is that that happened. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, all the way to that Meyer or whatever. Yeah, I mean, what a, it was still to, to us. It was the, the that whole that week was the most adventure, best crazy, best time I've ever had. Like, I mean, it felt like that yeah. the week, and for everybody else, it was like sure. the darkest week in the country's history. I've always felt weird about yeah. that, but it was like the best week yeah. of my life, <laughs> most exciting. It was awesome. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's yeah. probably some old some old dude out there that's like, you know, back when Pearl Harbor got bombed, who was like, he went on the picnic with his lady friend and. You know, asked her to marry him and everything. He's like, "That was the best day of my life." And then the country's like, "That day sucked." <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing yeah. is like, you're right. At at the moment we were we, where we were going to, you know, Yellowstone Park and you know the Badlands and seeing Mount Rushmore for the first time, all this unbelievable mm-hmm. stuff. There's these people who are being rushed to New yeah. York to save people's lives yeah. that are dying. Yeah. And we are literally just, I mean, we were trying to, to some degree, block it out. Like, I mean, not like we didn't care, but we didn't really know the magnitude. So we're like, well, what are we going to do? Let's just enjoy ourselves. And then mm-hmm. right. we'll figure it out later. But I mean, and, and by the time we got to Seattle, we didn't feel threatened or anything like that. I don't think, but yeah, it was, it was just like it was, for months in a weird way. Like it was, you, you oh, could feel the sure, country for being for different sure. for months. But I mean, it, you know, that trip that week, uh, I mean, we just went and did. And it's, I think it's crazy. We spent seven days driving. You can do that drive in three days if you're in a hurry, but we were certainly yeah. not in a hurry. And that's why I think is the coolest no, part about time. it is the next few years of Emory are no, it's the, the nicest, no pace, just whatever, <laughs> whatever. For the, if you think about it now yeah. from where we are in life, it what well, starting that week is like you just do what you feel like when you feel like it. There ain't no rush. You got nowhere to go. Nobody waiting on you when you get there. Are you yeah. having a good time? Good. That's yeah. that's that's when right. that started yeah. right then. And it was just 
whatever. Yeah. As long as you got food, you're good. Starting right then. It, what a what a time that was. <laughs> Set. We'll take seven days. We'll just go to park. We'll just do whatever we feel like. And when we get there, we'll figure yeah. that out. So seven yeah. day trip out. What did we do? We went to Indianapolis first night. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. We went to the second day. Yeah. Well, we went. Our, it was something weird it. about we the downtown it. though. Yeah. They we didn't, didn't go. Yeah, let you go downtown. No. I thought we did go downtown. We went to. No. Well, we kind of went around Cause, it. Like, cause remember, I, we, well, wherever we went, it was like dead. Like nobody was anywhere. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like all the all the businesses were closed. No airplanes were flying. There's no traffic anywhere, and we're just like a bunch of idiots in this caravan driving through. You know, I'm pretty sure we went Illinois down somewhere. Lake. I'm pretty sure we went down Lakeshore Drive, which kind of goes you know around the, the lake edge, the edge yeah. of the city. But there were streets inside the city that were bucked yeah. off like i remember you couldn't go down most mm. of the streets yeah <clears throat> but you could go kind of around it I remember yeah that. they had like one way but we went to some place we thought was like a famous hot dog place but but it had a unbelievably narrow parking lot mm-hmm. we had that giant trailer <laughs> attached to matt's toe and i remember us having to back it out and i was like this is crazy Scary. like what we are on the somewhere around Chicago, and we are backing out of the most, the smallest, tiniest little uh, <laughs> parking lot. It back, Matt's backing it out into the street, and little did I know that'd be like, you know, that's that's the one fi- of the biggest future. parts of my life. Yeah, that's all you've been doing, <laughs> doing that yeah. exact thing from that point. We, we would we would do that a thousand more times. Yes, <laughs> and one thing we have a trailer and yell. <laughs> yeah. and, and block traffic we like we had some kind of authority or something. Yeah. Well, one thing we haven't talked about yet, too, in traveling with this rig is that Matt was the only one that could drive this Yukon and trailer. Now, we did have three cars and it was oh, a yeah, few guys right. riding in there, but Matt, it was his vehicle. So that was part of it. It was like, well, we don't want to crash and it be, you know, somebody else. But also, this 28 foot trailer, 24, 28 foot trailer, 24 foot trailer would sway yeah, unbelievably so we didn't have a big enough vehicle <laughs> to pull it yeah. properly so as soon as like you get just a little bit off or the wind or something like that i mean this thing would go into like <laughs> I forgot six all about feet that. either both ways <laughs> going back and forth back oh my and gosh forth. My Matt, mind. Yeah. it was yeah nerves of steel Matt for some of those like, he, first he couple days kind of figured oh, out yeah. the best way to like balance it out and like offset mm-hmm. it. Oh and yeah. I would have to, you have a technique straight. to offset the overcorrection because <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, you'd have to steer into it because it would start to, the car was powerful enough to do the towing part, <laughs> but it didn't weigh, it, it was, the trailer was so heavy that it would and get its all own our momentum. Gear was in the back. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I was yeah. about to say in hindsight, we should have loaded it, you know, with the gear in front of the axle. I think that would have yeah, helped. It wasn't our design. A, a, a good bit. We had a living You're room right. up front that we needed. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the living room was nice. The living room of the trailer was in the front. I mean, you're talking about gear. Parsival <laughs> on here says calls it the Jimmy's. Yes, so the Jimmy's. You know, he calls it, it the Jimmy's as well. That's what we always yeah. called it. That's what we called it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we slept in that trailer. We built bunk. So yep. the, the the trailer's 24 feet long by eight feet wide. It had a side door up the front. And so the first six feet or so had a countertop, a linoleum floor, and a couch and a microwave, like a lounge. <laughs> then and it a also wall. had a, a toilet room in it, right? Oh, yeah. And then right behind that was a small toilet yeah. Oh, yeah. that drained that us just down to the drained street. Drained out to the street. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had uh, bunks down one side and gear yeah. parallel to the bunks in the, in yeah. the back. 
and you had to be let mm-hmm. kind of like let in and out of the back of the trailer and it was just a tomb yeah yep yeah or you had to crawl across all the beds to get to your bed it's really funny <laughs> design the way it was mm-hmm. and the the best thing in the world though is that i just remembered man when we went to sleep it was the darkest darkest awesome. there was no light yeah. that could yeah. enter the trailer it was just pitch black it just like you could sleep forever it was sealed it was just, like a tomb. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a tomb. And so, you know, what's crazy about here is we got a seven-day trip till we get to Seattle. And <laughs> we can talk more about the trip if you, whatever y'all want. But w- what's a really funny fact is we when we get to Seattle, we won't be moving directly out of that trailer. I don't know if we no. know that at the time, but it, we would be that those beds and that trailer for that trip. I mean, I think that winds up lasting twenty or thirty days, right? Yeah. <laughs> Before yeah. we yeah, because we we lived like, in a campsite yeah. in Federal yeah. Way for a while. While we were looking right. for apartments, right? And stuff. So yeah. when we eventually get to Seattle, we discover quickly, oh well, yeah, we ain't got nowhere to go. So we yeah. drove <laughs> south to a state park. But and it wasn't there. that we just so awesome. Yes. Is there anything else like, you want to say about, about the driving think out? Think about though, it now. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, but drive now. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but this might have been a different trip, and maybe I'm I'm thinking of it. But I was there was a time where we we stopped. I can't remember if we couldn't find a campsite or if we were in the middle of somewhere and we just couldn't find something. So we just basically pulled over to the side of the road and Seth decided to sleep on top. Yeah, that was, was that on the this way trip? Yeah. Okay. We, we were in a national that, that was a, park. That was in Yellowstone. I thought yeah, it was in Yellowstone, but we didn't find a campground. Yeah, or we, we weren't in a campground. Oh yeah, we parked yeah, we parked yeah. yeah, we parked in the parking lot of like the the store or that's the, a different day. But we stopped on a mountain shop, road right? and just pulled over. Yeah, we stopped on a mountain road. We just oh, pulled, pulled over. over. Yes. In in and, Montana and, or and Wyoming. Seth said, Hey, I'm sleeping on top tonight. I want to look at the stars, it'll be awesome. Yeah. He took so his he mattress. Had one of those sleep he put on top masks. of the trailer. <laughs> he put his mattress on top of the trailer and had a sleep mask. And he you know, he slept there, it was nice, it was cool and whatever. The next morning, a cop pulls up park ranger behind us oh yeah park ranger pulls up <laughs> i can't remember if i just if i if if i imagine it because of what seth told me or if i actually we actually saw it but somehow or another we saw seth the guy pulls up and seth just sits straight up in bed with a sleep mask on on top of our thing looking and the park ranger just sees him on top <laughs> and he's like you guys can't stay here. And we're all, I don't remember he banged on the door. No, I can't the remember. Guy the guy comes up there. And he's like, Hey, you guys can't stay here. And then he looks up and Seth, Seth sits up upright mask. with a sleep mask on, but Seth forgot the sleep mask was on. So he's like looking around. He thinks <laughs> Seth thinks it's dark. He's looking left or right. So who said that? He's got a, he's sitting up on a racing trailer, pulled off on the side of the road, not in a parking spot or camping ground, just on all the right. side of the road. The guy sits up, he's wearing a sleep mask, looks around, can't figure out where he is with a mattress on top of a racing trailer. <laughs> Park ranger, like, uh, y'all got to go. <laughs> oh, man, that was so funny. Oh, man. Oh, God. And then I believe it was the first time uh, we, so all this 9-11 stuff had happened, but, you know, we we were excited and we went through the bad lines and went to Mount Rushmore. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, it was completely covered in like fog or mist or clouds. Yep. That was the first oh, time yeah. we, we didn't yeah, we get to actually it see it. Drove there. Yeah, it was completely drove out of the way, invisible. Walked yeah, all the way drove up, up there, paid, went in paid, paid and looked the extra at fog. fees. Yeah, yeah. It was just <laughs> great. Yeah. We even just stuck around shirt. for a while to see if it would move, but it just it never just did. It did not move at all. I think that same thing happened to us years later when we got to San Francisco. Like I was all excited about seeing the, oh, yeah, the, the Bay Bridge or or whatever, and it was I, I didn't. I still to this day have not seen that bridge, <laughs> yeah. even though I've ridden across it. You know, 
but oh, man, it's completely that's... invisible. So we have walkie-talkies. We were in the three cars, and we had walkie-talkies. <laughs> that's right. If you recall. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I forgot about the walkie-talkies. You, know, you want to stop up here <laughs> and tell a funny joke? You know, got an idea for a song? I just remember taking so many pictures with like a disposable camera. Yeah. I mean, you just pull over and every cool thing yeah. you saw, you're like, hey, let's pull over. Let's take a cool picture here. I remember just like, I am I was like floored. Like Yellowstone was amazing. Um, the Badlands were really cool. All this stuff. And we got to, was it Bighorn Mountain? Mm-hmm. Bighorn Mountains, yeah. Montana. Anyway, that was yeah. pretty far out there. And I remember like, you it's know, like Toby said, like Toby said, you know, before this, like you have no idea. Like the world is so big. You have literally no idea. And you're just like, everything is just like, Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. And and now after all these years, it's like, you know, you don't even explore a city when you go on tour at all. You know what I mean? Like you just, it's it's just so different. Everything seems so different. But back then I remember going through the mountains and we came up on this mountain lake. And back then we would swim in anything. We would jump in water anywhere. We would stop and just swim. And I remember seeing this mountain lake and we were just like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I can't, it was just, it blew my mind. And I still have like pictures from that. And, uh, it's just, I remember stopping and swimming in different places and just, man, it was just, it's such a different feeling now. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm at the point in my life now to where I want to show my kids that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've got a I real grip this. on the United States now, you know, like right. it seems like a small neighborhood compared to what it used to. Yeah, exactly. Back then it was like infinite, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can never see it. So I don't know. I just remember that feeling of just being astonished, like constantly. Yeah. To see the West for the first time is mind blowing for sure. If you hadn't been there and you know, keep in mind, we got hundreds of dollars and we're going to Seattle and we ain't got no plan. Yeah. <laughs> like we, <laughs> right. had, we didn't have anywhere to go. We didn't know anybody and none of us ever been there. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It should work out. <laughs> we'll hey, do y'all, out do y'all we remember, uh, Y'all remember we got to Bellevue and we thought that was Seattle? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, to get into that, I remember just driving through Western Washington or Eastern Washington and it's all hot and deserty and we drive up, you know, we've done all the mountains and passes. So we're good for that point. I remember Mm -hmm. driving up. This has been a week. We've been driving, traveling, camping, swimming, everything. Get up and we climb up the Snoqualmie Pass and get up. And as soon as we got to the peak of it and turned down, it's foggy and rainy and you know remember it was like we're in the rainforest all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. and this is september still so it was yeah but it was like a completely the climate changed just like that as soon as you go over that pass remember that yeah yeah, yeah and then we're 40 miles from seattle at that point and you're going oh my gosh you go to this giant mountain after you've done the whole country it's about the one of the biggest steepest passes there is on the drive and you start coming back down, and you're only 40 miles from the city, and you're in the middle of the wilderness. There's snow. I mean, in in September, in August, there's snow. In July, right. there's snow on the on the peaks out there, and you're just coming down through this and going, wait, we're almost there? Like it, it seems like you're so far from anything. You seem like you're in the middle of the West, and we're driving down. And then I remember thinking how terrified we were just to drive in a city. Like I remember thinking. We were saying, well, we can't just drive into the city. What are we going to do? Where are we going? Where are we going? We didn't have a, we didn't know. It was like, well, we just had to find an RV park in Seattle. <laughs> like there was one. I think something. we just wanted to see the city or yeah. just, you know, just kind of go experience it a little bit. And 90 goes straight into Bellevue, mm-hmm. right? But we're nervous about going to Seattle. Right. So I'm thinking, look, oh, I yeah, cannot yeah. take this trailer. I, I can't, we cannot right. run up into some exit and it spits us out downtown because we'll, I, it's not, we'll get killed. I don't know what will happen. We cannot take this 
trailer now, into the city. Nobody's prepared for that. So we got to be careful to take an earlier exit, you know, right. where there's somewhere to park if we get off to, so we can make a plan. Because we had to, to make the plan, we all had to get out and talk and make a but, plan. So <laughs> now correct me if I'm wrong, but I, what I remember is pulling up and we, we are getting close to the city and we can see, you know, some buildings. We can see yeah, it. we see a skyline. Like, we go, okay, well, there's then, the Seattle skyline. And then we, Y'all see the space needle? Like, okay, let's, everybody's like, I don't see it yet, but let's pull I'll over. I don't see it yet. But I remember pulling over. I think we parked on the road. There was like street parking in front of a Safeway. Mm-hmm, Safeway, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, sounds and right. And we went, I think we even went in mm-hmm. and set, maybe even said something to somebody. Yeah, it feels like dumb and like, dumb about right it. Right. They're like, oh, Seattle. this is Bellevue. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're like Seattle, huh? So where's right. the space needle? Now, I, I asked somebody. Think someone like, corrected this is us and said, <laughs> <laughs> "We thought we had made it, and we still didn't." <laughs> we had not yeah, crossed so somebody, Lake Washington yet. Somebody in a Safeway in Bellevue corrected us on that. <laughs> I remember it, it was some dude, like some professional-looking guy. And he was like, I think he was laughing at us, not not Probably. like in a making fun way, but I think he was just. Like what are you people? What like, would you know? What I'm saying we just were at that. We're six dirty dudes accents, yeah. with weird accents, and we're like, "Hey man, where are we?" You know, and he's like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> like he, he I, I remember him coming over to the uh, to Yukon and just kind of looked in. I was like, "What are y'all doing, man?" Like, you know, <laughs> like couldn't believe it. You know, it, it didn't. It, it's not as if it was like, "Oh, those are dudes in a small band." It, it wasn't right. It wasn't as if we were band dudes at the time. We were not. No, yeah. Like we, yeah. It, it didn't look like guys in a band. It's like weird people. Yeah. We look like rednecks <laughs> yeah, who had a right. go kart trailer. Yeah, I know. It, it wasn't like, oh, I'm sure they're in a band or something. Not that. Not yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. And so, and so then it's like, okay, well, where do you want to go? I don't, it, it is like Dumb and Dumber. It's like when they got to Aspen. It's like, okay, well, here yeah. we are. <laughs> now, yeah, what? Like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we were looked for an RV park, but it turns out there's not a whole bunch of them n- anywhere near Seattle. So yeah. we wound up driving to a state park that was closer to Tacoma, you know, 40 miles south of Seattle or so, 30 miles south of Seattle, something like that. So we drove all the way down there. It's called Dash Point State Park, and they had some open spots. So we went and got a campsite there. And said, "Well, we'll figure yep. out. We'll figure out how to get an apartment, or maybe some. Maybe we'll get some jobs. I don't know. All, you know, we'll figure it out from here." So I went down to Dash Point State Park, which probably costs thirty dollars a day to stay, or something like that. Yeah. And uh, that there we are. We have arrived in Seattle. Here we go. Now I think we wind up probably living at that state park for how long? Do you think that was? A couple of weeks? A week? Yeah, at least. That's at least I was thinking about two weeks. I think. <laughs> Well, the other thing too is we were trying to get a, an apartment in Seattle. We weren't thinking about living in the suburbs or you know or we the surrounding city. We didn't know what we didn't know. We but had no idea. So. It, and we didn't even think about it would be more expensive or whatever. But obviously, it was the closer you are to Seattle or in Seattle is going to be way more expensive. And then the better parts to live are more expensive. So, so then we had the three cars in the trailer, and we would cook out with a campfire, cook supper on it, yeah. and live like hobos yeah. in the state every park. Day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have any money. <laughs> we, we, money we, we had, anything. we needed to try to get an apartment, we figured. So, right. so we would then we take was, all the people, unhook the trailer, and put everybody in the Yukon, including in the back. So there's six of us. It only had you know five seats, somebody in the back. And we would just drive around the city and go to look at, what is Fremont? What is Linwood? What is Renton? What is, what right. is Bellevue like? Can we live in the city? And we would just drive around to neighborhoods and look at them and then look for apartments and then go to the leasing office and ask how much and talk to people and say, could yeah. we get an apartment? Yeah. How much would it be? I mean, this, that's all, it, just stuff like that. Looked at rental houses. I don't know. 
from the classifieds. It's, it's funny in retrospect too, because like Renton isn't like the best place. Like yeah, you know, it's not even. Uh, but Linwood or you know Shoreline or something would have been prettier and all that stuff. It's funny that we like and I, I think back to like if we wouldn't have moved to Renton, it would have changed our entire trajectory of our to- of our yeah, career sure. too. Like picking Renton helped us. First of all, you go, oh well, you're closer, you're closer to Tacoma where the shows were happening, you know. And like, I, I bet if we were in Linwood, we might have gone. Oh, I don't know, mate. Let's just try and focus on shows up here in University District only or something. Mm-hmm. You know, we never, still not never would have met Josh. Yeah, so we're almost to that. Point. Yeah, yeah, we probably yeah, wouldn't have even. Yeah, we would have never met Josh. So we were looking at apartments and regions of the city, trying to make a home and jobs. So we just ride around, say, "You got a job? You got apartment? <laughs> job? Apartment? Us? You? Me? Apartment? <laughs> job? Can we got it? We're here." <laughs> Yep. So maybe you should give us a job. Give it to can me. We have that apartment. We tried apartments that got declined or ha- applied for houses and didn't get them. I mean, yep. all that stuff. So like, back to the state park tonight. But it wasn't a bummer. It's like, who cares? No, it, it didn't matter fun. at all. Like, it, it, we could have stayed right. there forever. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> I mean, uh, why would you ever be mad? You're, you're just going. You're just going back. I mean, I understand we wanted to get started and all that stuff. But I'm saying, looking back, it's like you're going back to this cool camp. Out camp out situation with your best friends hanging out, eating food, doing whatever right. you want. Yeah, but eating food like doesn't a can cost of much Nally's money. Chili, but yeah, I know, but it was awesome. Oh God, I forgot about <laughs> a can of Nally's chili. That's my favorite chili of all time. They and still the make vegetarian that. version. Oh, the vegetarian was unbelievable. Yeah, that was the best one. Yeah, vegetarian was the hot best. Sauce in it. Oh my God. Yeah, a little bit of sour cream. Holy oh my Lord. But yeah, so okay, who can remember? I know you guys remember this stuff. I I always forget these little details. But what was the name of the apartment that we eventually found? I think it's Eagles Point or Eagle Eagle Point. Eagle Point. Yeah. 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 So remember what um, the rent was? Eagle Point. (laughs) I I want to say it was like six sixty five or something. Nine hundred. It was like seven hundred. It was nine hundred. Three bedroom apartment. It was like seven. I remember being in the office. I think it was probably me and Matt because I'm the nice guy and Matt's the business guy. So I think we were the duo at the time. And I remember this girl named Lynn who we eventually oh, became yeah. friends with. That's right. She, she worked there. So that was the whole process of that. And we met her and her friends That's and right. all that stuff later. Some of the first people we hung out with. So, that was that was the one that gave us a chance. Yeah, <laughs> the only apartment that gave us a chance. Smiled at her enough to let us rent one of the apartments finally, and so that cemented where we were going to live. So Renton, Washington, is the new home of Emory, and it's now the end of September two thousand one. Don't have any money, but we do have a place to live. We paid first and last, I suppose, and we've got an apartment, which is pretty cool. Three bedroom. Yeah, I think we picked that yep. one because it was the cheapest, probably too. Sure. Like the other ones, there was probably yep. not. I, th- I think we looked at nicer ones or cooler ones, but they wanted like a bigger deposit, or they wanted, you know, be- we didn't have enough credit or whatever it was. So I think that's why we ended up there. That was probably one of the cheapest ones, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe so. So we're not into like making music and all that kind of stuff yet. What do we need next? I suppose jobs. Yeah, jobs. So, <laughs> who was the first person to get a job? Does I was the first that? person to get a job at Guitar Center. At Guitar Center, yep. so that I went was straight the first to Guitar job. Center. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly the chronology, but Joel came after me to that, and I, I don't recall exactly. But South Center Mall is right down the street. There's a Guitar Center. I'd never had been to one yeah. of those before, or seen one, or knew what it so, was. Yeah. It just it was music store to me, and so I went to that music store, and they needed somebody in keyboards software. And he just asked me a bunch of questions. I knew the answers, and they hired me. So, you know, they took me in the manager's yeah. office and kind of quizzed me, and I seemed to have the 
the grip. And so I got hired on there for $7 an hour. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which was cool. And then, and then we got Joel on there shortly. Joel, Joel got on in accessories right after that. What do you remember about that, Joel, getting on there? I, I had to actually scam my way uh, into working there. Um, y'all remember Preston, the mm-hmm. assistant manager that used to work yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, after Matt got hired, I put in an application and then I think like I called up there like two days later. And you guys remember when we first got there, we didn't know you had to dial area codes to make a phone call. How oh, frustrating right. that was. <laughs> like we were like, why? You know, we dial a number and it would just not do anything. We we're like, why is this not calling? And then somebody told us, like, oh, you got to dial the area code. So I finally got through to Guitar Center. Preston answered. He was like, hey, this is Preston, man. What's up? I was like, yeah, dude. Uh, somebody there called me about a job interview and uh, I was just calling back to schedule. And he was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, what's your name again? And I told him, he was like, yeah, well, can you come in tomorrow at at 2? And I said, sure. Get the application, (laughs) and I like it. So I went in and and met with him, and then I I guess I met with Phil. But what did they say? Well, you know what? Joel, you seem like a great candidate. For the life of me, we've misplaced your application. You're going to have to fill it out again. (laughs) I just played dumb. I was like, I I don't know. Whatever you guys need me to do, man. (laughs) Yeah, I remember you guys got that job. I got a job at Aqua Massage in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> now what? So, Pray tell. If anybody knows, I have no idea why. I don't even remember all the places I applied. I, I guess I just applied anywhere and everywhere I thought, maybe. And that was one that was easy. I think I that was one that was like, I walked up and said, hey, I need, you know, whatever. And he was like, yeah. I mean, I think it was like right away. It's basically like, oh yeah, we need somebody. So, you know, I don't know if any, everybody on Twitch or whatever knows about those, but I guess they've kind of going out now since it probably wasn't the best thing but there's like a bed they were awesome you know they, the they have one of those uh they have one of those beds at the gym where i'm at i mean they still exist oh oh yeah i guess yeah. they're more specialty now like in certain places but but yeah the top came down they have like a liner around it and then you just there's a remote that controls the you know how hard and fast the massage is and it's a kiosk yeah. in the mall it's a kiosk so it's yeah. not it's not even like its own store where it's like private your head's hanging out in the side and there's people walking by <laughs> and you were the one working there i was working there yeah. and the guy was he was a dummy i mean he was just like he's like now when people come up you need to put on this like real warm massage you know those things that you put on people's necks yeah you know like massage or not massage but like uh relaxing and stuff He's like, yeah, heat it up in the microwave, put it on their shoulders if they want to massage. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And I just can't. This is stupid. So anyway, I worked there for a little while. and But that was cool because I got a free massage every day. Every day that you was, got one. That was tight. They were nice, too. I remember you hooked me up one time. It felt good. Yeah, yeah I did. And then, Toby, where was your first job? I can't remember your first the, one. The Antique Mall. Antique Mall. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sitcom. Yeah. Your job is a sitcom, 100%. It was two older ladies that owned the Antique Mall, and they were in competition with – because I don't know if you all remember, that down, older downtown Renton used to be – it was like a whole strip of malls. Yep. And they're all together, which actually benefited them, but they all hated each other. So I talked to sometimes, you know, some of the other antique mall owners, and they'd say mean stuff about the ladies that I worked for and stuff. But so it was two it was old ladies fun. and then a 25 year old Toby or something in there, yeah. just the, <laughs> yeah. the attendant. So what did you do, man? Were you just pretty much the muscle? Like I, you just did all the heavy lifting or? I, I've, Pretty quickly, they just had me start opening for them, you know, uh-huh. even though I, I think opening, they didn't open till like 10 or something. I worked like 10 to four, I forget, something like it was, you know, part time basically. And then Saturday mornings, they wanted me there real, er, er, you know, earlier, like seven or eight. But uh, I would just, any heavy lifting, 
is what they needed me mostly for. You know what I mean? Like if there was something, cause I mean, they were both sixties or seventies back then. And, um, late sixties, I, I can't yeah. be, I've tried to remember their names. What Beverly, Beverly was this, Beverly. I mean, it was like, uh, it was almost like, uh, what's the Blanche from, uh, golden <laughs> girls. Yeah. She had, her hair was ra- bright red and done up and she, oh, the way yeah, she had just her jewelry and all this. And she would just tell me stories about when she was younger and men, that, you know, and uh, she wouldn't get too racy, but she would just, you know, this stuff went down. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, I, they just had me do that, you know, and it was so boring. Oftentimes nobody would come in for like an hour and I would just sit on their computer and play that snake game. You remember that one where it just goes around and you just try oh, to yeah. avoid yeah. the, or what's the one where you, uh, it's called, is it called bomb? You know, where you hit the squares. Minesweeper. Oh, yeah. Minesweeper. Yeah. <laughs> Minesweeper. Yeah. I played Minesweeper. Unbelievable, Mouse. Didn't have a cell phone whatsoever. <laughs> you worked there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up working there for a long time. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're getting into it now, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So now we got a job. Right. Now we got an apartment. And so we will leave this week th- with this. And we'll start back in next week when Emory starts making music for real. So we need a place to practice and we'll need some music. So. But this yep. is now October, uh, and the J-Man enters next week, too. So, or they were about to that point. So, we except October 2001, we've got jobs. We're in Renton, Washington. We hadn't done any music or played any shows or met any bands or even gone to a show or anything remotely associated with music yet. But we live on the West Coast. We made it. We did it. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty surreal at that we time. Did it. We still were payphoning girlfriends and... Stuff like that, you know, like using payphones still right. to call with quarters for the long distance, yeah. long distance and stuff like that. Like calling cards yeah. or, yeah. or yeah. collect calling calls or something that. like that. Yep, that's right. And we could walk <laughs> down to the payphone or store, get pizza there, and we didn't know a soul. But it was, it wasn't sad. It was, it was pretty exciting. I think it's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, it was great. And then our first social <laughs> connection, of course, would be the. <laughs> The first social connection we would make would turn out to be the ultimate one to J-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> J-Man. <laughs> the most ultimate social connection you could ever make, we'd make right away. Yeah. Oh, man. Y'all I can't think, wait to talk about that next week. Y'all ever think, like, not to change the subject, but all those, all those, you know, in, in, integral people in our story, like that uh, wa- uh, the, uh, Cracker Barrel waitress, mm-hmm. you know, and all the other people, like, what they're what their path was like after, after we met them, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. where they went in their life and stuff. That would be an interesting yeah. thing to try and figure out. I, I think I don't want to know what happened to the Cracker Barrel waitress. I, I, don't, I don't want I don't, to that, chase that, that one. That one just no. seems like I just wouldn't, it wouldn't make me feel better. <laughs> let's not, I don't uh, think, let's leave I that feel stone. good about yeah, hearing not. her story. <laughs> yeah. You never really know that, that thing. She, she might've gone on to do amazing things. She may have. <laughs> She, she may have. We would she never know. Hate, uh, she still hates those. <laughs> that, that old song of Bin Laden is an asshole, but his yeah. son is a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will about Osama. I'm not saying I'm yeah. on his side or anything. His son. His son is a real piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real jerk. Oh, man. All right. Well, Joel, thanks for coming on tonight, man. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, man. My pleasure. I appreciate you guys uh, hitting me up earlier. It's been fun. Joel, I'm just right up the road now. I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, you did? Yeah. 
I moved like oh, this week. Guys, we missed <laughs> an important story. We're going to oh. have to tag one on here. Joel. I think I know what you're talking about. When you yes. moved to Seattle Quit to play band. bass in Emory, <laughs> if you'll recall, I don't know if you recall this or not, but you were already in a band. You were in a you band. You were already a musician in a band, and you left that part of the story yeah. out. I wanted, that's what I wanted to get from you. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I did horrible thing and i left <laughs> I can, so besides I can in august to roll with us in september go ahead well i think i already made my mind up earlier than august but uh as as young men do sometimes you know we don't uh might not be the most upfront and honest about our decisions and then by young you mean but, 26 uh, correct yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> all right I mean, it's still better than it's still better than forty four, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, true. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, I just I left him hanging, dude. I just split without saying anything to anybody. <laughs> but okay, now you said we were I your best friends, like, but the people like nowadays, you were in a band with are also your. I mean, they were the people you were in a band with. Like they were also right. some of your best friends. Like you had more friends than us three, and yeah, you sure. were in the band with in a band with many of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, you know, you know how, how it is. did I mean, it go you, down, you, though? I mean, you know how it is. You you, you look at uh, you know mm-hmm. what, what what's happening, like the way things are going. I remember Phil was like talking about going away to school. You know, like in a way that made me believe that he was going to move away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, Bo had something else going on. You know. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I just kind of read the writing on the wall, and I was like, this thing is not gonna really go the distance you know mm, so yeah. but rather than addressing that head on like, <laughs> <laughs> like a nice person does <laughs> it, but it wasn't like you just didn't show up to practice to quit the band i mean we didn't have anything scheduled okay but i just i remember yeah, two I just weeks split. or the week before we left so this would have been the la- last week of august or first week of september the last thing we did was go to one of your band's shows in Rock Hill. <laughs> it was like two weeks yeah. before we left. You hadn't yeah. told them yet that you were leaving. And right. you did the show that would be your final show, but they didn't know yeah. that. Nor no, they did they no know idea. their best right. friend was about to move to the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. I remember well, I that show you, very well. I thought well. you told everybody. I, I feel like you told Phil and Bo pretty quickly, but... Ashley, you didn't say stuff to for like a week or so, right? No, or, way longer. You didn't talk. So weeks. you never talked to Ashley Cook about it, did you? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, God. You just left town. <laughs> yeah, I just split. And you don't have a cell <laughs> no, phone. I remember, and you don't live well, in South Carolina anymore. And the lead singer of your band doesn't know that you don't live in his state anymore. There, there was Correct? A, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I remember I called him from the road. <laughs> At a time that I knew he was not going to be at home, you know, which is, I know that's, a, I know that's a shitty move, but you know, so uh, I was like, okay, he's he's probably going to be at work, and uh, anyway, I was like, well, if he answers, I'm just going to hang up and I'll try again later, you know. So uh, he, uh, but he didn't, and I got his answer machine, you know, and I was like, uh, don't know how to tell you this, man, but I'm, you know, en route to Seattle with the the uh, dudes, I don't uh, Were we even called Emory at that point? Yeah. I don't, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So uh, I was like, yeah, I'm uh, sorry, man. You know, 
I think I left some kind of half-ass apology on this answer machine. But the cool thing was, well, it's not cool, but I knew I was like, we don't have any way for him to like call me back. But you know what I'm saying? Like, anyway. none of, right. like we no did not way. have a phone number. No home phone, no cell phone, nothing. No home phone, no didn't cell phone, nothing. That's right. Yeah. So I was like, I'm off the hook, man. Like, for real. <laughs> What's he going to do, crime. come to Seattle? <laughs> so I was like, you know, as soon as I hung up the phone, I had this, like, like just relief feeling, you know. Like, I just screwed, completely screwed over one of my best friends. But, you know, I guess I was looking at the bigger picture, and I was like, you know, at some point, it'll be cool. You know, at some <laughs> point in the future. <laughs> and it was, you know. Yeah. He called me. He got our number. He called us on the cell phone. Months. Me. This is months later before you ever talked, though, right? It was way after that because we were at uh, we were already in Maple Valley at that yeah. point. So, oh, yeah, it was a long wow. time. <laughs> yeah, months. I guess we we yeah. gotten that phone number. I guess he like had, you know, called my parents. Or whatever and was they gave him our new number, and uh, he called me because I remember I, th- I think it was Matt. He was handing me the phone. I was like, "Who is it?" And I looked, <laughs> and it was seven hundred four area code, and I was like. <laughs> I kind of remember that too. I remember you getting that phone call. That's funny. Yeah. Cause I think Matt had like this, like half smile on his face. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I okay, he's about to get, he's about to get in trouble. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he fussed at me for a while and, you know, we reestablished a connection and he forgave me. And, uh, it's, you know, it's all better now. That is good. <laughs> That is a good. great story. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I guess in nowadays, uh, the kids are calling it ghosting. That's yeah. pretty much <laughs> what I did. Yeah, that's the original like I, ghosting. Irish yeah, I ghosted, ghosting, something like that. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> good, good. Yeah. Well, Joel, thank you for 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 coming on tonight, and thanks for yeah. you know being of course, part man. of it. Thank all, y'all for and all that would for be the to come. So appreciate it. It's always good yeah. to. I always get to catch up with you fools, man. Yep, right same on. you, buddy. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.